Welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, me, Raylene, and... Me, it's Ariel! Wahoo! We are so excited about this episode. We've got lots of fun things to talk about. Yeah. Um, But before we jump into everything, we got a couple of emails from some listeners who had recommendations for other listeners who had asked for recommendations previously, which I thought was cool and worth shouting out. So the first one was for the books with completely unique premises Mm. um, request recommendation. And we got an email from Jasmine who recommended The Particular Sadness of Lemon Cake by Amy Bender. what a name. Yeah. So that one, you'll have to look it up because I... I don't have a synopsis in front of me, but (laughs) that one sounds interesting based on the title anyway. And then we got two emails for the person asking for books about adoption. Um, The first one is from Adrian, who recommended The How and the Why by Cynthia Hand. And then we also got a recommendation from Sarah, Mm. who recommends Lucky Boy by Shanthi Sekaran. So if you want some Mm. more books like that, those are some recommendations personalized from people who have good recommendations, unlike me, who had nothing. That's fun. And I love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So feel free to send us emails. We'll try and give shout outs whenever we can. If you guys have any really, really good recommendations for people who are asking for books. I'm sure that if I listen to this podcast as like just a listener, I would yeah. all the time be like, I have the perfect book. Totally. Because <laughs> like we always talk about, we don't, we haven't read everything. So we don't know right, the perfect yeah. thing for every single recommendation. We just kind of do the best yeah. we can. Yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of recommendations, we are going to be announcing our reverse recommendations this week this because be we so have tons and tons of people wrote in to our spreadsheet letting us know what we need to read. And I'm so excited. Going through these emails or the submissions were so overwhelming because there's over 40, I would say. Yep. I think each of us got over 40, which is really exciting. And we challenged ourselves to read at least one of them. Yes. So this so... is the fun. Th- this is what I think is the most fun because I was like, it's yeah. pretty fun that we're asking for books because obviously the, the whole podcast is the opposite thing people ask yeah. us for books and we try our best but so Raylene had this great idea let's do reverse recommendations because we both want to read a book of a certain thing and wow we have this great cool community that we can ask right but mm-hmm. then I was like, what if we actually like have to read one? And that really <laughs> upped the stakes for me because I was like yeah. reading through these synopses and like the reasons that everyone gave. And I was like, what, what, which one? Which one will I pick? Um, so I'm super excited exactly. to hear like generally which recommendations you were really excited about, but also like which one you're going to commit to. Um, and we mm-hmm. should have to read it in like the next like two months or something so that oh definitely i'm probably gonna i already have my book out from the library <gasps> so I'm gonna I, <laughs> yeah well in in that case if we're spoiling things i already own my book <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's amazing um yeah so let's just start with this because it's so much fun so a few weeks ago i asked for the recommendation of books that would make a great episode of black mirror Mm. so basically dark you know technology social media crazy things happening that kind of stuff yeah and i got so many good recommendations so i'm gonna probably down the road read a lot more of these than the ones i'm just going to talk about but i've just highlighted a few that i think sound really cool um so the first one is from Susie, who recommends the one by john mars Mm which I've heard of, but I didn't know what it was about. Mm-hmm. And um, she just wrote a one two, one or two sentences here. A DNA test determines your soulmate or perfect match. Mm. It's twisted. <laughs> wow. I'm like, that is exciting. damn. That's and that is kind of similar to a Black Mirror episode. There is one episode that's kind I've of about relationships. Yeah, that one was really cool. So I'm excited to read that. I also got another recommendation for a John Mars book, another oh, one. And this go. one is from Angelica, who recommends The Passengers by John Mars. Mm. And let me read to you what this one's about. 
Eight people get into their self-driving cars when the doors lock, the route changes, and a voice tells them they're going to die. Oh, God. I've literally <laughs> been describing it to people as a Black Mirror episode in written form, and the audiobook is amazing as well. Mm. So is the audiobook for the one, which someone recommended above. So there you go. That's a double recommendation for the one, which actually I added the audiobook to my, my audiobook app. Have so I'm probably going to listen to that soon. Have you read anything by that author? No, but okay, he so has quite a few books. Clearly he's like the author for this vibe. Yeah, because I, I haven't looked up to see what his other books are about, but he has, I think there are five or six audiobooks on the app that I use. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay, I might have to check this guy out. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, and then my third and final shout out here uh, comes from Nikki, who recommends Ultraviolet by R.J. Anderson, mm. which this one, I've been meaning to read this book for like 15 years. Like I forgot about this book but it was on my radar a long time ago and I almost bought it and never did so I'm really excited to have this back on my radar yeah um so this one what she says is major black mirror vibes this book is about a young girl Allison who is sent to a mental institution for murder but nothing about the hospital Allison's diagnosis or the murder is as it seems Mm -mm. the whole book feels (laughs) no right (laughs) the whole book feels eerie creepy and overall weird there are some out of this world elements also <laughs> that's so that that's sounds cool. cool yeah i i love anything that takes place in like a mental institution or jail like stuff like that really fascinates me for some reason <laughs> so creepy <laughs> I'll, pro- I'll probably ask for that as a recommendation down the road so those ones are the ones that i think sound really cool and i probably will read eventually but the one that i'm planning on okay, reading i'm so excited i'm so excited <laughs> yes i'm so excited and this one is like a double recommendation which i'll, I'll explain after you'll probably remember okay so this one comes from cindy who mm. recommends the test by sylvan newville mm, okay is and this, this one old? no no it came out recently i think i'm and thinking of a ya book where two kids are standing there and like uh oh the program the program <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is completely not that yeah okay so i'll read the synopsis for this one or what Cindy told me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the I choose this book because it's a short book and also from a Canadian author. Mm-hmm. It's about a man who wants his family to become citizens of Britain and need to do a test for it, but it's not a normal test like we know. Mm. I don't think you need to know more about <gasps> it. So very short and simple and to the point. Whoa. And it's like a novella, so it's actually maybe like 80 pages long. It's oh, quite wow. short. Okay. And the reason this is a double recommendation because after we finished recording with Kayla last week, she told me to read this book. This was the one that she she? told me. Yeah, this is the one that Kayla said was Black Mirror vibes and that she wanted to recommend to me. So I was like, you know what? As soon as two people recommend me something, that's the one I need to read. And my library had it. So I was like, this is happening. (laughs) That is so cool. I'm really excited because it does sound very Black Mirror, especially because it takes place in Britain. I love I love that there's a lot of UK Black Mirror episodes. Well, yeah, because the UK uh, is terrifying about surveillance. There's like yeah. so many CCTV cameras in London. It's terrifying. <laughs> like That's why I love watching always... British murder mystery shows. Because yeah. it's like they always have something to look at. And it's creepy. Yeah, but cool. <laughs> you're always being watched in London. Like every you, you just have this feeling that everything you do has been recorded, which is a terrifying Ugh. feeling. <laughs> Yeah, truly. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to hear about your recommendations. Oh, okay. Bring them to me. I was really nervous because at first you were getting way more than I was. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I did not ask for something. But uh, like, I didn't ask for something good, I guess. But no, yeah. people, they really showed up. I got like, all same similar to you. I got like 40, 45 recommendations. 
Mm-hmm. And um, for, I don't know, I haven't really poked around on yours, but like on mine, yeah, actually. So on yours, most of them are kind of like a few sentences, but on mine, they're all like paragraphs. Like people, oh my were, people are really like telling me why I need to read them, which I really appreciate. Amazing. So yeah, uh, thank you so much to everyone who sent one. And um, like Raylene, we, like me and Raylene just decided like, let's just read three that we're not going to read. And then one that we're actually going to read. So I was like, okay, cool. So the first one that I, these are the first that I'm not going to necessarily read right away. You know, like I, I might read them eventually. They're on your radar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first one that I've picked is by Rachel. Well, no, she didn't write the book. She just recommended it. <laughs> <laughs> and the book is Tracks by Robin Davidson. So uh, she wrote, this is a nonfiction book about a young woman who treks 1,700 miles across Australia with four camels and a dog. This book explores many things, but focuses a lot on the indigenous communities that Robin encounters on her journey. I would recommend it as I learned so much from reading this book. So that sounds perfect to me. Like That sounds so who, cool. Yeah, someone who goes on this massive journey and, like, learns a lot. Also, it's cool that it's nonfiction from a young woman. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's just, like, yeah. it, it hit all the, all the check marks for me. But I, the real reason that I was excited about this was because I saw this movie. They made a movie of this. Oh. <laughs> and I watched it a long time ago. And it stars Alice from Alice in Wonderland. What's her name? Mia Weskowska. Weskowska. <laughs> that woman. It stars her and Adam Driver. They made this movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. My favorite man. <laughs> that nobody talks about that movie. Wow. I've never heard of it. Um, so I really love that movie. I didn't know it was a book. And so I got really excited. Also, I just realized that I didn't tell everyone exactly what I asked for. So I should probably do that. Um, Very quickly, uh, if you haven't already guessed, I I asked for, I'd like to read a book about a young woman, 20 to 25 years old, who travels and grows. (laughs) For example, Wanderlove by Kristen Hubbard or On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Those were vibes. Obviously, um, On the Road is not a young woman. So then the (laughs) second one, uh, comes from recommended from Inga. They recommended Carpe Diem by Autumn Cornwell. So this was exciting to me because I had never heard of it. And it mm-hmm. says it's about a girl who thinks she has her whole life figured out until her grandma shows up and blackmails her parents into letting her spend the summer vacation traveling Southeast Asia with her. It's a fun, lighthearted, sometimes a little over-the-top disastrous travel adventure. I read it quite a few years ago, so I don't know how it holds up these days, but back then I flew right through it. I thought that sounded like so much fun. Like a blackmailing grandma. (laughs) I love these. It's like a very quirky story, which is very aerial. Yeah, exactly. I just thought that sounded really great so i'm definitely going to be on the lookout for it i looked it up on goodreads it's got really great ratings like it's got a 3.95 rating and not just Mm. out of like you know like how sometimes you go on goodreads and it's like 10 people have rated it and so you're like well this isn't accurate no it's got like 2400 ratings so it's got a pretty solid amount of um of people that really liked it so it sounds like a lot of fun and then the third one is You and a Bike and a Road by Eleanor Davis. So I haven't heard about this one, but it was recommended to me by Julie. Oh, in brackets, she put bookseller from, oh, from Avid Bookshop in Athens, 
USA. Cool. I just got a little bio. Very about good. <laughs> um, but she recommended this. It says, not quite the age range you requested, because the main character is in her 30s, but mm. it's a graphic memoir travelogue. It chronicles comic artist Eleanor Davis's travels as she bikes from Tuscan, Arizona to Athens, Georgia. Oh, which is where the author, or from, or where Julie is from. Oh. Um, that's cool. In a charming, scribbly style. And I looked up the art style. It looks so good. Um, like impressionistic pencil sketches. It's reflective, full of self-discovery, resilience, and movement. Since it's all about the flux of real life, there's no singular climactic moment. Still, the underlying emotion is very real and culminates in how she depicts the generosity of others, her struggles with mind and body, and being a person in the world today. Doesn't that sound great? Amazing. I know. I was so excited. So um, I was also really excited because some other people recommended a few graphic novels as well, um, mm-hmm. especially Lucy Nicely, who did like French Milk and all those books. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So I'm just thrilled. Uh, thank you so much. But now time to reveal the book that I'm actually going to read. And the book I've decided to read is The Idiot by Elif Badumen. Oh, I didn't know what that book was about. I know which book that is though yes so in i think that this is one of those really hard covers where the u.s and the uk covers are really different but i really love both of them i have the uk cover but the u.s one and like north american one is pink with a rock on it yeah Yeah. that's the one i've seen yeah so the reason that i decided to pick this one was a few reasons number one i already own it so i thought that was great like tackle my own pile Mm -hmm. number two though Three people recommended it to me. So for, I'm going to read all of them. Daniel says, two disclaimers. Traveling only happens in the second half of the book, but it is still very significant. And the protagonist is 18, so not quite the age range. Mm. But uh, he writes, hear me out. Turkish-American linguistic student in her first year of college trying to figure out her life and her feeling for a senior Hungarian student. She ends up going to Europe during the summer to teach English to Hungarian children and a lot of growing up in a way ensues. A novel with thoughtfully worked out themes and interesting concepts and a bittersweet and poignant last sentence. Oh, now I want to know what the last sentence is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, I read that one and I was like, oh, I already own that one. And then Elizabeth says, um, doesn't fit all of the criteria for the request, but I saw that someone farther up mentioned it and I wanted to second that suggestion. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's exciting. And then third, Hannah says, this is the book that came to mind when I heard you explain what you were looking for. So I am thirding the recommendation to add to what Daniel said. Really, the people were talking to each other. That's so cute. (laughs) To add to what Daniel said about the book, I think you would also like it for its weirdness, as the main character is just a bit dot 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 weird in a great (laughs) way. And I was like, okay, you guys, you've done it. So I'm going to read that soon. I'm really excited about it. Um, And I have had it on my TBR pile for quite a while. So I'm really excited to finally, finally read it. That's so exciting. So this oh worked God. out very well for us, really. And I'm glad that you made us do this segment. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Once we've read these books, then we can like move forward onto the next one. So mm-hmm. I've got like six in my head that I like, <laughs> really want. <laughs> I have two more that I've thought of so far and I'm like really excited about it. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I'm so excited. Thank you to everyone who mm-hmm. wrote in recommendations because I thought we were going to get like four and it was nice to have such mm-hmm. a big selection because now whenever I'm craving something like Black Mirror, I'll just look at that spreadsheet 
and pick one of yeah. those books and read it because it's yeah, nice to just have may- a backup recommendation because every time I've tried Googling books like Black Mirror, there's a list of like four books and yeah. they're not books I care about or I've already read them. And I'm like, well, that's not very helpful. So mm. this was the most helpful recommendation process yeah. of all time. We really so. made ourselves a great resource here. So that's really yeah. awesome. Thank you so much again to that. everyone who did submit because that's really fun and I can't wait for the next time. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right. So should we jump into what we usually do now? <laughs> I guess so. That was such a fun segment. I forgot that we had to do other things. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me know. What are you currently reading? Well, a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so curious. I am I feel like I'm currently reading a lot of things. Oh, Raylene, I need to be better. <laughs> <laughs> you just set yourself some boundaries. <laughs> You know what I'm not currently reading? <laughs> Any of the things I said I would. <laughs> Am I surprised? No. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, That's so funny. Okay. What am I currently reading? I'm currently reading... Did I talk about this book last week? I think I did The Art of Loving by Eric Fromm. You talked about it during our live read-in. Oh, during the live read-in. Okay, okay, great. So, um, yeah, if you guys don't know, uh, one of the perks we do for our patrons is every month we do a live read-in where we all hang out. This really worked out as a beautiful plug. Um, (laughs) We all hang out for an hour or so and we just read and answer questions together. So the book that I read, because it happened just before I went on a trip, I went on a trip to England, um... I was reading The Art of Loving by Eric Fromm. So it's this, it's a psychology book, like mm, philosophy book. It's a philosophy book written by this psychoanalyst guy. It's from the 50s. So it's, you got to read it with a grain of salt, right? But mm-hmm. so far, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's really not something I would pick up on my own. Yeah. Really, it's not my vibe, like not my usual thing. But it was recommended to me a long time ago (laughs) so long ago um by a friend and i decided like okay so basically i was going to england and so i decided it would be fun because i was going to hang out with this person to surprise them by being like look i read Mm -hmm. that book you recommended to me a year and a half ago um i didn't finish it in time though for my climactic excitement uh (laughs) but i did mention it to them and they were so excited and it sparked i'm gonna make a video now called yeah it's gonna be called actually reading the books my friends recommend me You should read something that I've recommended. You should probably do that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go through my shelves and look at books that I 100% only purchased because a friend told me to. Like, I never would have read it or picked it up. And it wasn't like um, multiple people recommended it. Just like one friend, you know? Yeah. So this one, only Aria told me to read this book. So (laughs) I was like, okay, Aria, I'm reading this book. Um, You know what's really fun? Me and Aria went to a pub when I was in London, and the pub was called Jon Snow. What? <laughs> it was the Jon Snow Tavern in Soho, if anyone is curious. and That's um, too good to be true. Yeah, he joked about it to our bartender, and when he said it, I was like, how did I not? put two and two together that's incredible i would have been like let's specifically go there yeah exactly of your name um so yeah so that was pretty cool but anyway so i'm currently reading that one but i'm kind of going slow through it i'm also currently reading breaking dawn 
by oh yes i was gonna mention this too i was about to say by suzanne collins that's not accurate Um, we're all confused by stephanie meyer because uh as you guys all know me and raylene every uh we've been reading through the twilight saga together and we're now on breaking dawn and we're meeting today later actually about Uh it and so i needed to read my chapter so i spent my whole flight home from england just sitting on the plane (laughs) listening to jacob and i was like oh "Oh, this is a nightmare and can I just say, yeah. the guy who does the voice for Jacob is the worst. It's not great. <laughs> He's horrible. When he... I I listened to the audiobook as well, but I had to speed it up to times two speed for to make it sound kind of palatable. Yeah. And then it was slightly better. But oh man, the way he talks, I can't stand it. Yeah, it was <laughs> I was listening to it at 1.5 speed and similar similar thing i found that when he <laughs> spoke like from jacob's perspective because obviously yeah. it's it's, fr- it's first person so we're hearing all of jacob's thoughts and what he's like un- like what he's going through but then whenever he speaks i think he sounds like batman i think he sounds like <laughs> christian bale's batman that's true he was he did something weird with his voice every single time. <laughs> i'm like jacob doesn't talk like that <laughs> Um, however, so I'm currently, like, now I'm caught up on our chapters, so I won't be reading Breaking Dawn next week, and hopefully I will keep going on through the art of loving, because it is Mm -hmm. interesting and I want to read it for that video, um, but while I was in England, as you can imagine, I bought many books, and so I bought two books that I'm really excited about, and, um, like I tend to do, I'm gonna mention them and then not read them. (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds um, good. But the two, like, two, I bought a couple books, but the two that I'm really excited, the most excited about, like, imminently are both by the same author. And they are mm-hmm. De- uh, The Department of Speculation and Weather by Jenny Awful. Have you heard of these books? No. Oh, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> so Weather just came out and, like, I've been seeing a lot of people on Instagram talking about it and it got me really okay. excited. And it kind of seems like, like climate fiction and i was like i really honestly very vaguely read the description but basically (laughs) it seems to be about this librarian who finds herself um in a new job where her job is to like sort through the emails that a podcast gets and the podcast is about like politics i guess but i think it's mainly about the climate so she's reading these like emails that are like uh people on the left being like we need to be doing more about the climate and the people on the right who are like the climate like isn't we're not changing it (laughs) you know yeah um and so it's kind of like about that but also obviously about other things so i'm really excited about it and department of speculation i have absolutely no clue what it's about but i bought (laughs) a weather first and then I was, I don't know, I just really wanted to read her other book too. And I went and I went to buy it like a couple days later. And when I bought it at the till, the woman was like, I love this book. And I was like, oh, that's great. She's like, I liked it more than her new one. And I was like, well, great. Cause I bought that one too. <laughs> and she was like, well, no, I like that one also. I just like this one a bit more. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. I already bought it. I can't return it. <laughs> I'm going back to Canada. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Um, so I'm hoping that I read those soon because they also are really short and have a lot of like paragraph breaks, big font, big font. So yeah, so that's what I'm currently reading. What the hell are you currently reading? So I'm also currently reading a couple of books. As you mentioned, we're both reading Breaking Dawn. I also blasted through it in a few days. I was like, let's just get this done. Mm. And so I did that. But now I am listening to a different audiobook and the audiobook I'm listening to is... A random book I've never mentioned because oh. this got picked for my book club and so oh, it's very random. Okay. 
Um, and that is The Library at Mount Char by Scott Hawkins. Have you heard of this book? I have not heard of it. I haven't even ever seen it. <laughs> really show me You've never even it. seen it on Goodreads? <laughs> no, I haven't ever even seen Unbelievable. it on Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this came out, I think, in 2015. So it's a few years old now. And it's like really weird horror fantasy. Um, when I first heard the title, I was like, oh, it's about a library. Like, it's a nice book about a library. Uh-oh. But it's not. <laughs> it's not really about a library at all. It's about this group of people who they're very mysterious. The first like 60 pages of the book, you're kind of just thrown in and you have no idea what they're talking about. It's one of those where they just like are talking to each other about their weird world, but you don't understand any of it. And it's like, what's going on? So they kind of, they speak a different language that doesn't exist in the world. They talk about things that don't make sense and they like don't know what Listerine is and they're oh. like they just talk about things really weird they're like oh what is that stuff and she's like oh Reese's peanut butter cup <laughs> they're like wow amazing Ooh, never heard of that before <laughs> and they always refer to people as Americans but it's like where are you guys from oh. we don't they don't say where they're from it kind of seems like they're aliens or something mm. but it's never expressly said That's cool. and Yeah, and the book kind of starts out with them, but then there's also this random guy who is an American, a regular person, and one of the main characters goes up to him and is just like, hey, do you want to... Do you want to go break into a house with me? And he's like, what? And she's like, I have $327,000 here in a bag if you want it. And he's like, what? And oh my God. there's lots of weird things where like people get killed, but then they come back to life mysteriously only to get killed again. Oh and it's goodness. like, oh, it's so weird. And there's like lions and tigers in this book that can talk <laughs> to the people. <laughs> I thought it wouldn't get weirder, and then it got a lot No, no, no. It's very weird. The main character is named Carolyn. Like, she's the main character of the weird people. And she is, like, a linguist. She can speak 500 languages or whatever, 5,000. I can't remember. And one of the languages she can speak, and some of the other people can speak, is called the hunt. And so they can talk to tigers and to lions and stuff. And so there's, like, it's so weird. (laughs) But I'm... Yeah, I'm like 80 pages away from the end now, so I'm getting close. I'm probably going to finish it today. But I really recommend the audiobook for this, though. It is a good audiobook. And the other book I'm reading right now is one that you will be happy to know that I'm reading. And that is Severance by Ling Ma. (gasps) Whoa! Okay, this is really exciting, guys. I don't know if you remember that we talked about it on the last episode, but between now and then, I've sent Raylene this book on Instagram also. Like, I was like, I saw someone post about it, and I was like, Raylene, another sign that you're supposed to be reading this. Yeah, and during the read-in, a couple people were talking about it. Yeah, so it felt like all signs were pointing to it. I've just had tons of signs, and I've also seen more posts than the ones you sent me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like, lots of people have just been reading this book, and, you know, it's one that's kind of sticking in people's heads. And I'm like, you know what? I've been meaning to read this for a long time. I've had it on my shelf for a while now. I think last time you and I hung out, Mm. I bought it. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Like, during the summertime when we went book shopping, I bought this book back then. And I'm only 84 pages in right now. I'm really liking it. Damn. It is good. I'm reading it slowly because I've just been listening to my audiobook mainly, but I'm really enjoying this. It's about a girl named Candace or a woman named Candace who lives in New York. And it kind of flips back and forth between different times and points in her life because basically the apocalypse is happening Mm, (laughs) in this book. And because there's something called Shen fever that has taken over and people who get infected by it basically just become zombie-like versions of themselves that just keep repeating their daily routines over and over again so it's kind of like weird because they're not actually zombies they're just it's kind of satirical and really interesting and 
she also works in an office. So it goes back and forth between her like working at her job in an office where she deals with book production. Like she oversees book production for Bibles that, you know, they send off all of their stuff to be produced in China and then they, you know, produce the books and send them out and stuff. So she oversees all of the production for this certain brand of Bibles and stuff. So that's like, that's her job. But then she, it also skips ahead to when the apocalypse is happening and it also skips ahead to before she had that job. And so it kind of goes back and forth, which is really fun. I really like it. It's very, like, not a lot is happening right now, mm-hmm. but I dig it. I really dig it. I just it, so. realized as you're talking about it that I had no idea what this book was about. Right? I was like, <laughs> I genuinely had no clue that it was, like, zombie-ish, apocalyptic-ish <laughs> Yeah. I didn't realize that either until I read someone's review on Goodreads, like, a week ago, and I was like, oh, that's what this is about? I need to read that. Yeah. So I've just had so many reasons to pick it up, and I'm glad I finally did. Hey, that's awesome. It's great. I'm loving it. Wow. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, I think we're both in the middle of a couple of things, because also, obviously, you were also reading Breaking Dawn. Yeah. Well, did you finish anything since the last time we recorded? I finished two things, Raylene. Whoa! I read two entire books that you haven't heard me talk about yet. I (laughs) am so damn excited. (laughs) So, these were both for a video, sort of. I uh, was... I was... I needed to read some audiobooks for a video and I thought it would be funny to challenge myself to read three celebrity memoirs in three days. I don't know why. I no one How how books and Lala of you. I know, I know. I don't even care about celebrity memoirs really. Like I don't know why this idea got in my head, but the second I had it, I was like, Oh, that's funny. I should do it. And I clearly failed because I only finished two and it took me like a week. But I read Why Not Me by Mindy Kaling and Yes Please by Amy Poehler. (laughs) I love that you did that. Uh, Were those books that you had ever planned to read before you got this idea? Okay. (laughs) I didn't care about them. (laughs) I also love that they're not new. Like they're old kind of irrelevant celebrity memoirs. I mean, I've read Yes, Please. I'm not saying that it's bad. I've definitely read that. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess basically because I was trying to do like a speedy challenge and I didn't have, I didn't plan it in advance. I had to just look at what was available to borrow from the library as audiobooks. And the first one I saw was Why Not Me by Mindy Kaling. And it was only five hours long. And so I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. And then I was like, maybe I could just, and that's where the kind of idea came into my head. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, so I started with that one and I really liked it. I had read her book, um, her first book, Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? And I read that one as a physical book and I really liked it. I really like Mindy Kaling a lot as an actress. Me too, she's great. She just seems like a very positive, uh, confident, cool person. And Mm -hmm. so I, I, and there's, you know, we all have those celebrities where I'm like, if we could hang out, we'd have fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm like, we we could be friends. Um, So yeah, so I always thought she was really cool. So I read her first book and then I enjoyed her second book. It's very similar to the first book. Like it's just kind of like anecdotes from her life and funny moments and little ideas that she's thought about. And um, there was one section right at the end, right near the end where she like, shares a story that she wrote basically and it's Mm -hmm. like kind it kind of felt a bit like a screenplay sort of but it was like 
it was it was like attachments it was emails between two people and it was like pretending that she worked as a teacher at a high school and that she was hosting a party and that none of the other teachers wanted to come and then this other teacher who just got divorced or yeah who just got divorced no who's sorry whose spouse died uh he shows up at the party and they fall in love but it all happens through emails and it was such a beautiful story and i wish that she had been able to make that into a movie (laughs) i was like that would have been a great movie but i really enjoyed that that little moment in particular so yeah anyway i really liked it it was a lot of fun and then i was like all right well now that i'm in this bucket what do i read next and i'm like (laughs) looking at celebrity memoirs and i was like i like amy poehler i I love parks and rec sure so i listened to that one it was such a great audiobook production like the quality of it um because it had oh yeah i didn't i didn't listen to that one but i did listen to bossy pants by tina fey and that was the same thing like it had clips from snl like played in the audiobook which was so cool yeah exactly they had clips from the shows that she would talk about and moments from parks and recs in there but then also like um she obviously has a lot of celebrity friends and a bunch of them came and recorded tiny little segments so like patrick stewart seth myers um i don't know other actors like giant actors came and recorded chapters or bits for the Mm -hmm. book and then the last chapter was recorded in front of a live audience so they got like a laugh track sort of which was really Ah. fun and like a bit of improv you know because she's just talking to a a crowd so -hmm. just overall it was a really cool audiobook and i thought it was really well done it also like you know just in the way that a celebrity memoir does it made me know more about amy poehler and kind of see her more as a complex person as opposed to just a celebrity um Mm -hmm. so yeah so i liked it both of them are you know like three out of five stars (laughs) like it was like fun right but solid (laughs) only recommend them if you like those people because otherwise it's kind of like why would you read it (laughs) no exactly that's the thing yeah like i listened to brian cranston's um biography a little while ago yeah a couple years ago and it was so fun yeah it's like i love breaking bad and i love just hearing him talk about his, himself and yeah. his family and i'm like i just love that yeah exactly but if you don't know him why would you, <laughs> would you listen to that? yeah exactly so so yeah really i read two celebrity memoirs <laughs> that is uh, like the last thing i thought you would ever say to me yeah me too <laughs> i wasn't expecting while that I at was, all while i was doing it i was doing it for the video and i was like i really hope this video turns out like funny and good so everyone please go watch it <laughs> but also um i was like i can't wait to tell Raylene. like she's not gonna expect <laughs> i'm so happy well the last book i finished you'll also probably be not surprised but impressed that i finished okay. it and that's a feast for crows i'm my dude. actually very impressed that's you read that in yeah. like two weeks right yeah, That's I crazy. read it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, well, because, yeah, I actually, I read, when we did our live read-in, I said, oh, maybe I could finish this book today. And then guess what? I finished the book that, that day. Okay, so then that's easy. <laughs> and I had like, I had like 200 pages right. left, so, so I finished it a while it ago. in like 10 days. Yeah, sorry, because yeah. we're recording a lot later than we usually do because mm-hmm. I was in England. So yeah, that's, wow, that's, that's surprisingly fast. Right? Well, I finished it in time where if we had recorded on Tuesday, I would have still been able to say I finished it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I will say I definitely have similar feelings to the first time I read it, okay. whereas I felt like there were just too many perspectives that I didn't care about. Mm. Like, there were a lot yeah. of chapters from Cersei, Jamie, Brienne, and a few Sansa ones. And then there's, like, a couple of other good characters spatter- spattered, uh, yeah. <laughs> just kind of throughout the book. But then there's... 
like maybe eight chapters just from completely random people mm. that sure like it adds so you know what's going on in Dorne and you know what's going on over here whatever but I was just like I just I just don't really care that much yeah. I'd rather read about the main characters and so it was a four star rather than a five star because okay, okay. it's still like I love these books yeah just being in that world makes me so happy yeah and but yeah it definitely has its downsides but yeah. Also, I listened to the audiobook for the last little bit to help me speed through it. Mm. And the audiobook guy calls Brienne Brian so many times. What? <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>? It really <laughs> took really... me out of it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he calls her Brian or Brian and sometimes Ooh. Brain. Like he changes her name all the time. <laughs> but it's so easy of a name. It's so it's like just identifiable, you know? I know. Oh, that's yeah, strange. So that, was, so that was weird, but it was a good time all around um that's awesome yeah, it's so also happened. um really intimidating because it's what is it's we're halfway through march and i still haven't started a big book <laughs> yeah and guess what i'm probably gonna start reading a dance with dragons within the next couple oh. of weeks so uh but on the pressure you should probably try and at least read one <laughs> it's so many books i want to read but none of them are big <laughs> Well, you know what you can do? You can just like dip in and out of a big book. You don't have to only read the big book. You can read 200 pages and then put it down for a bit. I'm only reading one book at the same time anyway. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Pick up up one Q84 and just read 100 pages. Just start. You can't finish it until you start it. This is the pep talk I need. I know somebody's got to do it. It's it's becoming another sourdough problem where I'm just going to have to keep <laughs> bothering you until <laughs> um, you do it. One thing I wanted to ask you is just because of the timing of things, you didn't really mm. get to chat about Fly on the Wall, and so I oh, feel like yeah. maybe the people want to know. Mainly, I want to know <laughs> the people uh, meaning Ariel. How descent. did you feel about it? <laughs> okay. I liked it. Okay, that's. But it definitely is not going on my favorite books list. Well, yeah, I understand. I never thought it was as you expected. New favorite. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was fun. It was just. It was a confusing mix of being very juvenile and being like more mature than I I thought it would be. I agree. I fully agree. Like, she talks about (laughs) genitals for like three chapters, but then also she's just like in high school. Yeah, like it reads like a middle grade book almost. And when they talk about genitals, they call them by food names rather than calling them what they actually are. And everybody does this. At first, I thought it was just the main character. And I was like, oh, she's just a weirdo. You know, she refers to things as gherkins rather than what they actually are. But then everybody in the school does this. So I was like, what is this weird microcosm of this high school that like makes no sense? So I thought I thought it was like funny in that way where it was like, what is going on? on um and there was a moment at the beginning or not at the beginning of the book but when she first becomes a fly mm-hmm. the part that made me laugh so hard was when she was like she's because she's asleep and then she wakes up and she's like oh yeah i woke up and stretched my legs and my other legs <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh my god you're a fly <laughs> so that was really funny i really liked that part um but overall i thought it was just a little too silly for uh mm. for me yeah. to be reading yeah. like if i had read this 10 years ago i would have been like ha 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 such fun yeah but now i was just like this is crazy it <laughs> like, is crazy it is it's a wild it's just a- i think it is really strange and i'm now i'm really curious to think or to hear what uh kayla thinks because she's uh, gonna I know. read it too it's crazy because <laughs> in the last month i've made at least two people read it actually lots of people because people have been like posting on instagram that yeah. they're reading it and i like i stand by it i love that book i think it's amazing every time i read it i've 
just feel so much joy in my heart. But I also am very aware that it's um it is attached to like nostalgia of like when I first read it, and totally. so I kind of am like trapped in my high school self whenever I read it. You know, um, uh, well, I'm really glad that you didn't hate it. <laughs> no, exactly. It wasn't a waste of my time. Yeah. That's for sure. And now, I read it and like it didn't take very long either. So yeah, I recommend people to try it if you want to read something weird. Now when I uh, talk about it, you know what what I'm talking about too. So exactly. <laughs> it feels good. Well, I think it's about time we jumped into book news. Okay, so my book news for this week, I was so mad when I found out about it, like excited but angry because I found out about it right after we finished recording our last episode. Ooh, okay. I jumped off the call looked at instagram and was like oh my god this is the book news that i should have had so <laughs> let me lay it on you they are making Uh-oh. a book thief musical what <laughs> yes and it's premiering this autumn i think oh my so goodness okay it's a musical and and it's been adapted by jody pico so a really talented writer has adapted the book into a musical. Jody? I didn't know, first of all, that it was pronounced Pico. Oh, yes. That's very cool. Um, I worked in a bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I believe you. I believe you. Oh, my God. Okay, I know I know what my book news is going to be. Guys, uh, you didn't hear, but I forgot to bring book news, and I just realized what it is. But please go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're chaotic this week. We're chaotic. Um, so, yeah, the Book Thief musical will be premiering as part of the Octagon Theatre's autumn season so i'm assuming that's in the uk because this website i'm looking at is very uk um (laughs) just screams but yeah it really screams (laughs) uk so yeah like i said jody pico adapted it and there's a quote from her on here that says having the chance to bring it to life three-dimensionally in a world premiere musical at the octagon is a dream for us i'm like whoa wow yeah that's a big dream yeah, so there's not really a lot of information on it here, um, although it did say who would be writing it. I hope I that just it tours it. and, like, goes to Vancouver oh, and you can see that would it. Be so Maybe nice. even It probably won't. It might go to Seattle. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it will. But um, the only really information that is on here is that it's adapted by Jody Pico and Timothy Allen McDonald. I'm not sure who that is, but... Hmm sure he did a great job (laughs) with music and lyrics by Alyssa samsel and kate anderson okay so i don't know who any of those people are but i'm sure they're great at what they do (laughs) and it's yeah it's gonna be premiering this autumn and it may never make its way to us but i'm just happy that it's happening because i think that's really cool wow that's really awesome i'm actually i think that's really awesome i think that's really fun because you know, we talk a lot about book-to-movie adaptations, and we now get book-to-show adaptations, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a lot more rare to have a book-to-theater adaptation. That's right? Because really cool. also, like, A Monster Calls has also been made into a stage play, which I think is really cool. Yeah, there was one stage play of one of my books that I've read and loved that I really wanted to see, and it was Tiny Beautiful Things. Is that what the book is called? By Cheryl No. <laughs> Beautiful. how could that be a play <laughs> yes no that's it that's it really is. yeah it's like a really cool play and oh, I, was, what? I, I was like did i pronounce it wrong tiny beautiful things <laughs> that seems right um yeah. but yeah it's supposed to be this like really awesome play and kind of just like a little bit more not like a straight linear plot obviously mm-hmm. but like it's supposed to be really cool and i really wanted to see it but it wasn't touring anywhere near I, where i lived and nowhere when i traveled was it playing so i was like tragedy so sad um well my book news is a very personal thing <laughs> oh my god i can't it's wait it's more like a book rent um it's really not a rent okay. it's just i have been getting 
so many messages about one thing and I need to take this opportunity to clear it all up. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have talked a lot on the podcast and in other things about like Maria Kondo, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually I just got sent her new book, Joy at Work. Yeah. Um, and I'm like really excited about it. But I have been getting so many direct messages from people saying, Ariel, you sound like an idiot. It's not pronounced Maria Kondo. It's pronounced Marie Kondo. <laughs> and here yeah. I am to say that you're all wrong and I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. Are you serious? Okay. So I have a, basically, I really need to talk about this because I'm so frustrated. <laughs> so many, many years ago, when the life-changing mm-hmm. magic of tidying up became really big, I read it and I loved it. Yeah. Because I really loved the book, I looked it up on YouTube, you know, because I wanted to watch Maria Kondo doing her thing. And whenever yeah. I watched a video, she would say, hi, I'm Maria Kondo. And I was like, whoa, what? I'm so confused because she would say yeah. it with like an A sound. And so I looked it up and I started Googling it. And it was because I was really confused on the, it's spelled M-A-R-I-E, but she mm-hmm. pronounces it with an A at the end. So I did so much research years ago. I watched her pronounce her own name like 80 times. And <laughs> then I Googled and basically this is like a common thing, but Japanese names are spelled in kanji really differently than they are then pronounced in English and mm-hmm. like their syllables work really different than our syllables so when something gets translated it's often can look like something but it's pronounced mm-hmm. a bit different and so her name in kanji and then translated to English is spelled Marie but the E is an its own syllable with an E-H sound so it's like three syllables Marie uh but Maria. it's like not really an A yeah. sound it's more of like an E-H sound Maria yeah like, I've studied Japanese a little bit so I understand you, the sound that you're describing you see what I'm yeah. saying so it's not Marie yeah. it's Maria and Raylene studies Japanese oh. and so she just agreed with me guys so live on the air we have someone who knows a tiny I don't know bit. very much but <laughs> you know even though you know a tiny bit though it makes sense to you what I'm saying right like you you know the yeah I understand how Japanese yeah, pronunciation exactly. works I've so listened to Duolingo. I, like, I, like I said many years ago I looked this all up and I was like cool okay I want to pronounce her name correctly and I want to pronounce it the way that she pronounces it because she's saying it right it's her name so I mm-hmm. pronounced it like that for all these years and now people are coming at me all of the time and they're like hey Ariel just want you to know it's not Maria it's Marie and I'm like no it's not <laughs> that's so funny because you know what? I've actually been wondering about that every time you said Maria I was like uh it's okay I won't I'm sure she knows <laughs> it's fine it's not a big deal and the reason that I even it even occurred to me to like kind of look into it and stuff is because of my mom's name so my mom's mm. name is spelled b-e-t-t-y which we pronounce Betty but She's from Honduras. So even though the name is spelled Betty, it's pronounced Betty, which is a very different name. And like if Mm -hmm. we spelled that in English, we'd probably spell it just like B-E-T-I, Betty. Yeah. That's probably how we'd spell it, right? But people here pronounce it Betty because they see the Anglo spelling and they use the Anglo pronunciation. The only reason that her name is spelled M-A-R-I-E is because that's our closest Anglo thing for the Japanese kanji but just because it's an Anglo spelling doesn't mean it's an Anglo pronunciation so that is my news and I want everyone to leave me alone (laughs) 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 because everyone 
keeps coming at me and I'm like, guys, I did so much research and I'm pronouncing it right. And just because yeah. it's spelled one way, it doesn't mean it's spelled the other way. So right here, I'm going to insert a clip of Maria Kondo saying her name so that you can hear it. Hello, I'm Maria Kondo. Okay, that was the clip. Thank you. My speech is I haven't done. heard it, but I can't wait to hear it later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that seems that felt important, really. <laughs> that was important. And now I feel like a weird internal debate with myself where I'm like, should I start calling her Maria? Like, <laughs> yes, Because I'm so used to calling her Marie, but I know. we'll see. Oof. We will see. We'll see what oh, happens. man. All right, wow. I really got some. My world my just got shook up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's jump into our recommendations. Do you want to read yours first? Sure. Um, the one I picked is from Gwen, and she asks, I challenge you both to pick a book that you didn't like, but you think other people might. Love the podcast, just discovered and binged all the episodes. Thank you so much for listening and for binging. <laughs> it's really fun to think that we're something that someone would want to binge. Um, I know. And now that we have so many episodes, like there's a lot to yeah, binge if people want to listen to all it's of them. true. 21 hours worth. Jesus. Uh, mm -hmm. Calm down, guys. <laughs> um, yes. So the book that I chose is one that I, I did like. I didn't want to recommend a book I disliked because I was like, that mm -hmm. seems weird. It's a book I liked, but I didn't love, you know? Okay. Um, and it is Convenient Store Woman by Sayaka Murata. Oh, so I read that. This, <laughs> Pitch it to me, girl. Yeah. So, okay. This book is really interesting and it's super fascinating. And I feel like it was just a few steps away from me loving it to bits, but some mm. pieces were missing for whatever my brain needs to be happy with a book that made mm. it not quite work for me. Um, but like here, the synopsis on Goodreads, the first sentence really puts it together. Uh, Kaiko Furukura had always been considered a strange child and her parents always worried how she would get on in the real world. So when she takes on a job in a convenience store while at university, they're delighted for her. Um, However, 18 years later, at age 36, she is still in the same job, has never had a boyfriend, and has only a few friends. She feels comfortable in her life, but is aware that she is not living up to society's expectations and causing her family to worry about her. So that's kind of the, like, basic premise, and that really is what the story's about. Mm -hmm. But similar to the vegetarian, it's kind of like a simple premise goes crazy. So in the oh, okay. vegetarian, obviously you remember it's about a girl or a woman who becomes a vegetarian and society doesn't want her to become a vegetarian. And so they all go crazy. This is about a woman who just loves working at this convenience store because oh, it's basically because she understands it. She's kind of, she's a very strange character and you don't really empathize with her ever. She's not very likable. Um, mm. But the reason that she loves it is that she understands it. She's worked there for so long. She knows exactly how everything works. She knows how to tidy it, how to clean it, how to work the till, how to be polite to customers, what to do in the mornings, how to close the shop at night. Like it just, it's like, um, she talks a lot about being a cog in the wheel of society. And she's like, here I am like a perfect cog. You know, like I know exactly yeah. how to run this and what to do, but she has no other life. She works really hmm. long shifts. She just goes home and sleeps. She buys all of the money that she makes from the store basically goes back into the store because that's where she buys all of her food and her things. So it's kind huh. of like her world is so small. Um, yeah. And so everyone around her starts to kind of get creeped out. They're sort of like, you should have friends or a husband or a boyfriend <laughs> or like yeah. hobbies or why don't you want a better job? Like, but she has 
literally no aspirations. She doesn't mm. she doesn't care about anything except for the yeah. convenience store. And so it's sort of about like that. It's very short, but it gets really weird. The reason that I didn't really quite connect with it was because I couldn't really tell what the author was trying to say to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can have a weird concept, but if at, at the end of it, I and I love a weird concept, but if at the end of it, I don't feel like, oh, kind of like, I get it. It was satire, but the lesson was X. If I don't know what X was, I leave it feeling a little like, why did I just spend so much time reading that? <laughs> like, like yeah. what, I, it was weird and I don't really get it. You know, it's like when you read a poetry book and you're like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like that sort of a little bit, um, same vibe, but a lot more clear than some poetry. And then secondly, I left it feeling kind of depressed <laughs> because, because oh. like, you're just sort of like, who is this character? Like, what does she want? Is she happy? I'm not sure she is. Um, yeah. so for those reasons, it didn't really work for me, but I have a lot of friends who gave it like five stars and really loved it and think that it was like, like one of the best books they've read last year. So like, it just didn't click for me, but I think it could click for other people. And we seem to have a lot of listeners who like reading weird books. Yeah. So this one I think is definitely worth a shot. It also is very short, so it doesn't take that long to ch- just try and get through it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> the bu- the book I picked, oddly enough, is one of the books that got recommended to me for the Black Mirror recommendation, mm. but I've already read it and I didn't enjoy it. Oops. Nothing wrong with that. Thank you for the recommendation. <laughs> but I think this book has a very interesting premise. So I think yeah. people might still like it. And that is Neverworld Wake by Marisha Pessel. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't read yeah. it. Yeah. So this book, I... I'm a huge fan of night film by the same author. So when I heard that she had a YA book coming out, I was so excited. You know, I ordered it right away, read it right away, and sadly was disappointed by it. Dang but it. this one has mixed reviews. Like some people love it and some people hate mm-hmm. it. I just happened to fall on the didn't really enjoy it side of things. Yeah. But because this one, I went into it with the expectation that it, because it's marketed as a like prep school about a group of friends and there's some kind of weird sci-fi aspect. And I was like, ooh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really focus on the prep school aspect at all. It's mostly just about these prestigious or like annoying kids, basically. It's kind of like the secret history, but younger and with a sci-fi aspect. So if you if that sounds intriguing mm. to you at all, like by all means, give it a try. But basically the group of friends, one of the one of the friends gets killed and nobody knows how it happened. They don't know what happened. And then a few years later, like they all kind of drift apart, but then they come back together and then they all got trapped in a time loop where, and they oh, have to, they're uh... trying to solve the murder. They're, they're trying to figure out what happened to their friend because they just, there was a lot of secrets and a lot of things they didn't, you know, talk about. And so when they're all stuck together now, all of a sudden things are happening and things are coming out. Yeah. And so it's very interesting in that way, but it was a little bit too like pretty little liars for me. Like okay. it was very much like teen drama, mm. which is why I didn't really connect with it. Yep. And with anything that's like a time loop, there is the danger that it will become very repetitive. Yeah. And this one did. Mm. I feel like the movie Edge of Tomorrow did it a lot better. <laughs> and I feel like this just didn't really work for me, but it is a very interesting concept. And I know some of my friends absolutely loved it. So, yeah. you know, it's it's it works for some people. It just didn't work for me. It was just too teeny for me. But I don't yeah. know. If you're, if you're more into young adult and that kind of drama and stuff, then I think it would be a super fun book to read. Especially because the sci-fi aspect is so cool. Like I'm not going super into it, but there's like a lot of weirdness and, and stuff. So 
Yeah, I think that one would be cool. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah, I like what you're saying. Basically, like some books get such mixed reviews a lot of the time. Some books mm-hmm. do like tend to get higher reviews or lower reviews, but some books really just get generally mixed reviews. So it's like yeah. some people love it. Some people really don't connect with it. And so just because we didn't doesn't mean other people might not. So I thought this was a really cool recommendation request. Thanks, Glenn, because w- it made us think about something we don't usually think about it. Like it, mm-hmm. came, it made us come at books from a different angle than usual. Totally. And also this is a book that I would have never talked about if we were only talking yeah. about books that we loved, you know, so. Lots of fun. Okay, well, my recommendation comes from Emma, and she says, I haven't read much since 2015. What did I miss that I need to read? Preferably young adult or middle grade, because I'm not good at reading, lol. (laughs) So I thought that was (laughs) a fun request. And so I specifically went out looking for a YA or middle grade book that had come out in the past five years. Like, I wanted something that came out after 2015. I guess I'm going into my recommendation now. Ha ha, the floor is mine. Um, so so the book for this that I picked was If I Was Your Girl by Meredith Russo. I Have you heard of this heard one? Of it. No. Okay. This one was so good. It came out in 2016 mm. and it's a really nice story. It's about this girl who is new at her school like she's the new kid at her high school and she it's kind of just like a regular contemporary story you know she meets a boy there that she's kind of into but she has a secret that she doesn't want to tell him and she's kind of holding back a part of herself and she doesn't know whether or not she should tell him and the secret that she's keeping is that she's transgender Mm. nobody in her school knows that she's trans and so that's what I really like about this story is that it's not a coming out story and it's not about someone going through a really hard transition and you know having all of that negative energy it's just about someone being a girl in high school and I really really love that about it and also it's an own voices story the um, author is also transgender and the model on the cover of the book is also transgender which i thought was really cool so it's just it's just a really good all-around package and it's just a lovely book if you want to read just a nice um young adult contemporary story with a a slightly different you know twist to it so i really really like that book that's a cool choice because i also i haven't heard of it so i'm really i'm really intrigued it's fun because i picked two books Uh Uh (laughs) Um, and they're both uh lgbt also so oh neato um yeah i did the same thing so i was scrolling back through the books i've read in the last few years and i was trying to find a ya book that was written after 2015 so Mm -hmm. the one that came to mind immediately i was like what year was it published it was published in 2015 so i don't i don't really know if that means that uh, emma has read it or not I almost picked a 2015 book also. Yeah. So I went with Simon versus the Homo Sapiens. Yes. That was the other one I was going to pick. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's perfect. So this is obviously by Becky Albertalli. And um, it's about a kid in school. This is a coming out story, actually, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about a kid in school, Simon, who is, he's out to some people, like his friends, um, but he's not really out at school. And he's kind of seeing this guy through the internet, like they're emailing back and forth. And it was sort of an accident how they met. And basically it sort of becomes a blackmail situation, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Where, like someone um, is threatening to leak their emails if, if Simon doesn't do these certain things. And it's super fun. It's funny because we're explaining it in that way. It doesn't sound like it's fun. <laughs> 
right? It sounds really dark and bad, but <laughs> I promise really, it's a lot of fun. That sounds really dark. <laughs> it actually, I found it a really fun, happy, optimistic, uh, going book. It is stressful, like you, and it is a horrible, a horrible thing to be manipulated about. But that is kind of what the book is about, like, um, about how like what kind of power does sexuality have for us and for others, etc. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just a really beautiful story. I Yeah, also Simon is a huge Harry Potter fan and his friends are really into Harry Potter, so they talk about yes. that a lot. Yes. Um yeah, why were you gonna recommend it? I mean we can both recommend it, why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean I was gonna re- recommend it also for the reason that it has kind of become a series of companion novels. Right. So if you want to read something that has come out in the past five years, but also is kind of a series. Like the second book follows um, one of Simon's friends. And um, that's, what is that one called? Yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm lying. The third one follows one of his friends. The second book is called um, The Upside of Unrequited. And yeah. that one is also really fun. And then the third book is Leah on the Offbeat. And Leah is one of Simon's best friends. So yeah. it's kind of cool to see her perspective on things and see her story so i think it works really well as like an overall recommendation to read all three books because they're all really fun lgbt stories that are just really easy and fun to read i love becky albertalli's writing style so Mm. yeah yeah so the other one i chose i've talked about loads but i just feel like if someone hasn't read since 2015 like read much YA since 2015 they need to read Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me by Mariko oh, Tamaki because yeah. I feel like this book really encapsulates a lot of what YA is doing right now and also it being a graphic novel is really cool because YA graphic novels have really blown up in the last few years they've obviously mm-hmm. been around for a long time but I just feel like they're really having a moment right now um and this book came out last year in 2019 so it's pretty uh, pretty new, almost. I guess it's almost a year old, but still. Um, this is the story. God, I love this book. This is the story <laughs> of Freddie, who is dating this girl, Laura Dean, who I hate. And <laughs> Laura Dean basically is a really horrible girlfriend and is constantly breaking up with Freddie. But Freddie doesn't have much self-esteem and doesn't really know what she wants from a partner and doesn't have much experience with romantic partnerships. So she's kind of bumbling along and keeps sort of like... Um, keeps getting into these traps with Laura Dean where she finds herself dating her again, even though she's a bad person to date. So it's sort of mm-hmm. the story of like what... Freddie does about all of that and coming to terms with how to be in a relationship. And I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, really, but it, it's similar to the book you recommended. It's great because it's not a coming out story. Um, yeah, I love that. We're kind of not, it's not that we don't need those stories. We definitely need coming out stories because it's it's awesome for people to 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 be able to read lots of di- lots of different ways that that scenario might play out right like mm-hmm. so that if they're having to go through it or if they know someone that might be going through it you can better sympathize but it's also really awesome to just read books about people who are gay and living a life <laughs> like exactly yeah. that's what i want more of i think that might be a recommendation i ask for mm, down the road yeah. because i just i love that it especially the book that i recommended it just normalizes yeah, trans people exactly, quite a exactly. lot and it makes it seem like it's not such a weird special thing it's just like no she's just a person like yeah, exactly. let's just read a book about a person yeah, and totally. not make it such a big deal yeah so. so in this book like people are gay and nobody cares and it's just like yeah i love yeah. it like nobody's hating on anyone nobody is being rude to them for their sexuality like i just yeah it's really that. good and then like there are people that live like that do you know what i mean like there are people exactly who, it's not like it's you'll, the reality you may, it's not that 
nothing bad ever will happen. But it's just that, like, for the majority of your life, you have a supportive group of friends and a supportive family, mm-hmm. and you just date people, and it's fine. And I'm just like, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. It is so, awesome. <laughs> I just love this book. I think it's really great. And if you haven't been reading current YA, I think it's a great example of what YA is doing right now. I agree. All right. We did it. <laughs> we made it to the end. <laughs> so we've reached the end of our episode. Just as a reminder, we are reading The Memory Police by Yoko Ogawa this month. I haven't started it yet, but we're going to be recording that episode in a couple of weeks. So if you want to get your voice clips in, if you've read the book, send us your thoughts under 30 seconds if possible. And just send your thoughts to booksunboundpodcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah. And with the subject line, what is it? Mm, memory Police voice clip? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll know what you're talking about because then you can be featured in our episode our special book club episode which will be really fun so yeah that's all for this week and we'll see you guys next time talk to you guys next time (laughs) Bye. bye